Hello guys and welcome to Cup of Tea and Talks with G, a place where the natural and random conversation amongst friends, family and peers flow over a cuppa. Relaxed, funny and easygoing conversations where nothing is off limits and tangents are encouraged. Think of the chatty, fun and open conversations you have around the table when catching up with someone and you think, oh my god, imagine if somebody overheard what we're talking about because the conversation's gone down the most random and funny tangents. Well, that's what this podcast will be. I'll be speaking to different people from different walks of life with different experiences in each episode. So thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello everybody and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm with another one of my amazing and fabulous and extra sassy friends, the beautiful Olivia Cheesebra. Hey. Hi, Olivia. Um, so myself and Olivia are going to talk today. Um, this sounds so scripted, actually. We're going to talk today. <laughs> obviously, this is obviously what the podcast is all about. But essentially, the overall topic that we're going to talk about is the sense that we've both recently, in the past like 12 months, um, and even less, actually, we've both had a bit of a, a switch in direction, how we're sort of heading professionally and sort of career-wise. Um, and not even a switch more in the sense that we've just sort of sort of stopped <laughs> we'll get into it in detail but yeah we both sort of just stopped um due to various reasons um and yeah just had a bit of a break and a bit of a a moment I suppose to sort of figure stuff out so thought it'd be quite interesting to talk about because I can imagine there's a lot of people who maybe feel similar or you know have similar sort of thoughts so yeah, I hope obviously somebody finds it interesting. Um, before we get started as well, I have to have to be honest and, and you know, a bit of a disclaimer here about me being off brand. So apologies in advance. Um, but although this is cup of tea and talks with G, I do have to admit that I'm not drinking a cup of tea. I'm actually drinking a pint of cider and Olivia is drinking... I have got a rosé. Yeah, a glass so of rosé. It's so half past eight in the evening. Literally, that's, so it's too late to drink tea and obviously it's the perfect time to drink obviously an alcoholic brev- beverage. <laughs> I've, only ha- I've not even finished the pint, I can't talk. Um, this podcast could end a lot different than how it, it started. It could end a lot different. It's going to be very entertaining. Yeah, how we start and then how we finish is going to be like, oh my God. So yeah, stay tuned till the end because that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, like I say, so we're slightly off brand but with, with good reason. In. Um, so before we get into everything sort of what's happened and what we've done um, Olivia do you want to sort of tell anyone who maybe doesn't know who you are um, who you are what you do a little bit about yourself and yeah just explain why you are so fabulous oh well, thank you <laughs> um, no so yeah I'm Olivia I'm 27 and I live in South Sea still sound like age sex South location sea. Yeah. South Sea um, yeah so I've known G since we first started in Neptune Girls together about four years ago now. Um, and I will tell the story of my first impression of you, G. This is <laughs> it. You know the way people say first impressions are really important? Thankfully, I feel like I've, I've grown You've outgrown one. it. Good, no, you turn Jesus. it around like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. But um, we were in rehearsal for Neptune Girls, our first ever performance of Neptune Girls, mm. actually, I think it was. And um, Carly Ann couldn't pronounce your name correctly. And you were very, very forcefully like, Gronya. <laughs> Grown. I've since learned five, what six, nearly six years later, living in the UK, to just call myself G. And I think it was the years and years of 
on yeah that I thought you know what actually just call me G because I just I've given up all <laughs> fighting now I do try to call you Grania though because <laughs> it is your name but yeah G is G is a lot easier but yeah the angry I'm Irish thinking, woman like, oh I don't really want to mess up her I must remember what her name is because yeah. I, <laughs> I hope she doesn't me. ask me what her name is <laughs> But no, since then we have, yeah, we've obviously, we became teachers at the same time. So yeah, our journeys have been very, very mm. similar. Um, and yeah, obviously you're an amazing friend now. So I don't, Yay. definitely, I'm not scared to say your name. No. Oh. <laughs> um, when Olivia told me yeah. that, and it wasn't that long ago, no, you told me. And I was like, what? And she was like, she's like, I just remember thinking you were so angry. And like, I didn't want to get, in. and I was like, really? And I was like, do you think I'm angry now? And you were like, no. But you were like, but at the time, and I was like, I must have been in a different, I must looking back, day. I must have been in a different phase of my life and I think I probably was yeah but I like it just made me laugh that she was like I just thought you were angry I was like oh my god (laughs) I'm Um, very more aware of my first impressions now it's fine um but yeah I live in South Sea with my boyfriend James and my dog Bagel who's a little beagle um, yeah, so, so we're both dog moms. If there's any background noise, there is a, a Simba baby downstairs and there's a bagel baby downstairs. Having a very good time. Yeah, together. and the two of them together is quite noisy. Obviously, they're both fine, but yeah, it can get quite noisy. So if you do hear any, it sounds like they're fighting, they're not, they're, they're not. grand. Like, but just FYI, if anyone does hear that. Play fighting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've lived in Portsmouth in South Sea for about five years now, which seems mad. I came from Southampton um, and I think I need to explain probably there's a football If you know, you know but if you don't know, know, yeah, it's the local derby like uh, Portsmouth to Hampton, there's a massive rivalry there it's like the two local teams and and you've got some proper like diehard fans, isn't it? Yeah, proper. Like my stepdad still gets angry when he comes to visit me, like crossing the Portsmouth yeah, line. Yeah, gone over the boundary. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the world we live in. Um, <laughs> but <Unfortunately>. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Olivia's completely impartial. She lives in South Sea, so, um, I mean, Portsmouth. Yeah. She teaches in Southampton. I do <laughs> teach in Southampton. So yeah. she's got loyalties so completely fine. Com loyalties to both. But yeah, living near the sea, I live so close to the seafront. It's so mm. lovely. Um, really nice place to live. But yeah. yeah, obviously I have family and friends in Southampton, so I still love so she it. she still loves you. Yeah, don't I worry. She's not, she's not saying her loyalty <laughs> is to Portsmouth. She's just lucky that she can have both. Very lucky. But yeah, I think if I talk more about me, we'll probably get into some of the stuff <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about. Yeah, because um, isn't, do you find it hard though? Um, and this is what I even getting started. But when somebody says like, oh, who, like, oh, who are you? Blah, blah, blah. What do you do? You go to your job. Your job you? becomes who you are. And then when you sort of strip that back, you're like, who am I? What yeah. do I, what can so I what talk do you about? Do? So if you work in like, you're like, oh, I'm an accountant or something. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, but what do you do? Like, who yeah. are you? Like, yeah, you're not just an accountant. Like, I'm Olivia like, the accountant. It's like, no, but who are you outside of work? And you're like, I don't know. Like, very, very the furthest thing from an accountant, <laughs> yeah. by the way. <laughs> but that's exactly what we want to talk about because it is like trying to figure out, right, if if I'm not heading on this path that I thought I was. Um, mm. And my, I've had numerous paths as well. Um, so I think it's one of them, like it changes quite frequently. Um, but yeah, as I say, we'll get into it. Um, so like I said, we both, so myself in October, um, I finished my full-time job. I was working in recruitment. Um, and it was a job that when I started it, like I could understand why people spent years and years of their life there because the opportunities and the perks and I suppose the lifestyle as well like there was serious money to be earned but you got to work sort of like a nine to five or more like eight to six type shift obviously there'll be days when you'd have to put in a bit more hours and stuff but like there was no shift work no weekends nothing like that and you could make serious money and there was perks there was car allowances all that this is completely talking from a sales perspective by the way I know it depends on which part of the of recruitment that you work in um 
But your company are quite good. I remember you having like massive Christmas parties yeah. and like, nights out. It's like that type well, of work hard, play hard. Yeah. Um, like we had, yeah, like really big Christmas parties. It was like, I went on two incentive trips to Ibiza. Um, mm. So like things like that, like you really got rewarded for like working hard and putting in the graft. Um, and I was there for just shy of five years. And it's actually really strange. I don't know why I came up with this, but I just remember when I started um, as a trainee, I've spoke about it briefly in one of my other podcasts, but um started as a trainee, got my promotion and I was a consultant um, and that's sort of where you run your own desk. So you sort of, the work that you do, you sort of see it in your pay packet as such, like it's, it benefits you. Um, and then I, I remember saying quite early on, I'll only do this for five years. I don't know why I said that, but I just know that I kept saying, oh, I'll, it'll just be five years. But I, I think that might've changed after a while. Obviously, um, as things got better and obviously my, sat my, monthly wage and stuff it would fluctuate because it was commission based but majority of the time it was pretty good um and like i i can't fault at all my time at match tech oh there's that's the name of the company i worked for i can't fault my time there at all because there was opportunities that working there and that type of lifestyle gave me like myself and nate we bought one house and then we bought our next house and that was on sort of on the back of that and planning our wedding and like holidays and stuff to like Canada one Christmas and Australia the fall the year previous so like things like that that we couldn't have done so I cannot I cannot like fall out with any of that but all I will say in the sort of last maybe 12 months maybe yeah 12 to 18 months it just became not good I and it was nothing that anyone had done it was just it was me and myself but that also took me a long time to realize um because just before I finished it was a question of like I sort of told my managers and my team leaders and that I wasn't that happy and like they did they were like well what can we do to make it better but it's essentially the list of stuff that I had it was like well you can't do this job and have all of that as such so um I think that I came to the realization that um it was really really getting me down like it was quite detrimental and it was it was stuff that I'd come home constantly and I'd say to Nate every day to how was your day and I'd say I hate my job and then he's obviously having to hear me coming home every day saying I hate my job. Um, and then you think about you're spending, like it was 45 hours a week, I think, plus. And you're spending that much of your life somewhere that you're sort of not happy. And like I said, it was nobody's fault. It was just me in me. Um, and I just decided, right, well, something has to give. And the only thing I can actually do in this instance is just leave. Um, so I left. Um told them quite a good bit in advance before I gave my one month official notice but I left and I didn't really have anything lined up um obviously spoke to Nate and he was happy to take the sort of financial strain and sort of responsibilities and essentially he still is like we're now in July and it'll be coming up to a year in October like I said but um he's happy thankfully for me to sort of figure it out a little bit more the stuff and that that I'm doing and I can sort of it's like someone asked me the other day like what what job do you want to do and I'm like I still don't really know but I'm just going with it and I'm sort of doing stuff and there's projects coming up and different piece, bits and pieces and thankfully at the moment I've still got the flexibility to be able to do that Um, so obviously massive props to Nate because I wouldn't be able to do that otherwise Um, but yeah it just came to that point and I just I just had to so what was your sort of look on that I think 
Was it similar or what was, was the sort of catalyst? Yeah, it was definitely similar. Um, I've, I worked as a scrum master for quite a while. And Can you for explain those of you that, who do I, not know yeah. what a scrum master is, um, it's a type of project management, um, predominantly in software development. Um, and um, so it's the scrum is the type of methodology that's used just to deliver software. So if like a company came to you wanting an app, for example, um, I'd be the person who ran the team who actually developed the app and tested mm-hmm. the app. Um, so I was like the project manager making sure things got delivered. Um, and it's supposed to be sort of a low, um, like documentation, you know, when you've got loads of paperwork to do mm. and stuff like that. It's low documentation, like empowering your team, making sure they're happy, making sure their work environment's nice, like making sure like we have like pizza days and stuff. So the job, although it was quite stressful, was obviously really, really nice in a sense if you had the right team because yeah. you were like properly there with your team. And obviously with Neptune Girls, like empowerment, it's, it's a, a similar kind of... You've literally just... It's t- completely two different worlds. Yeah, but you've taken your scrum master and you're now yeah. like a scrum master of Neptune, <laughs> Neptune Girls. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I I was a, I was that, I was in project management for a while. I started working um, for the Southern Cooperative, which is a, a convenience store for people who might not know. Um, and I worked my way up into their head office I became project coordinator there, project manager, like doing sort of role, but they'd never really give me the title. Oh, <laughs> um, if anyone's one of them, one yeah. of them, yeah, because um, I was quite young at the time, and um, for various reasons I won't get into on this podcast, I I didn't have <laughs> to leave. Is it a different podcast? Is it a different that's episode? That's, that's, a, that's a whole podcast <laughs> in itself. Whole like, series, <laughs> a whole series of the reason why. But no, I had to I had to leave there, and I I went on to a new place as their project coordinator. They were transitioning into working in scrum I trained to be a scrum master and that's how I became it because nobody as a little girl goes do you know what I want to be when I grow up (laughs) a scrum master because I didn't have a clue what it was until I worked it um my second job which was the innovation group um worked with an amazing bunch of guys there honestly the guys innovation group you know when you have like a group of people that you're like I'm never gonna well I have a lot of fun but like in a job like that like they were so much fun they really made the place for me. Um, yeah. It was really cool. And you need that. That's all. Yeah, it's so like, important. When you spend, like, you think, the people that you work with, if you, obviously it depends on your situation, but if you work full-time and, like, in your type of job and obviously in, in recruitment, you're with the same people, the same team, day in, day mm-hmm. out. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, our desks didn't change. So you sat across from the same people, all of that. You spend more time with them than anybody in your life, like, which is crazy yeah. because, obviously, you don't, you don't get to interview everyone and think, oh, do I want to spend 40 plus hours a week with these people? But you literally spend the most time with, with them. them. Yeah. yeah. So that's really good that so you had really that. it really makes it when yeah. you've got like a really fun bunch of guys. Like, <laughs> I guess I'll tell this story. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, like, it's quite funny and I guess we've had a couple of drinks, G. Yeah. Um, I've not, by the way, I've not plied her full of drink to get her talking. No. She talks anyway. There's <laughs> no uh, disclaimer here where I have to sign like an NDA or not. Also, like HR at the Innovation Group was a very long time ago and I've got no issues with it so just a disclaimer there yeah um but like i do things like i bring the guys tea and they'd all be sat there with one ball sack hanging out what the why <laughs> what are you wearing like just out of their trousers just like what purposely because you want to bring them a cup of tea. Bringing them tea like under oh, their wow. it was is that why you enjoyed you just said it was the best bunch of people i had the best <laughs> no time. it was like when it wasn't anything like perverted or strange it was just like I was part of their grouply banter they didn't see you and as they didn't this see girl. me as like the scrum like that's one thing about a scrum master thinks really nice it's like you're part of the team you're not you're like not supposed manager. to be like a manager 
Um, but anyway, that gets me onto other places where I've worked where that's how they try to make me be. Mm. Um, and that went away against quite a lot of stuff that I wanted to do. And anyway, like I've never ever wanted to work in a nine to five. I think I remember saying it when I was younger. Like I've always wanted to like work in the arts. I did performing arts, drama, but that's dance what I was at college. Say, like, like you didn't go to college to become a scrum yeah, master. I just kind of fell like into that. it yeah. because I got into a relationship young stopped all of my like performing stuff yeah got a job because that's where he worked and that's kind of like just happened what happened and then yeah it's exactly then I... the same with recruitment and everyone says in recruitment you fall into it yeah like nobody well so i want most re- people yeah, yeah most nobody people goes like know. oh what do you want to be when you leave school i want to be a recruitment consultant i'd never heard of recruitment until i moved to england like literally had never heard of it and the one thing when i was doing my cv and putting it up on cv library and all of them i just kept saying I don't care what job I do, I just don't want to do sales. And lo and behold, that's so, exactly what I was that's doing. That's the thing, I would say, I don't want to be in a nine-to-five job, I wanted to be yeah. an actress, I wanted, when I was younger, you know, I'd say to my mum all the time, can't think of anything worse yeah. than sitting in front of a computer for eight hours a day. It's nearly as if we attracted and it. And it's like, by putting so much energy manif- into I what so I did so much once. manifestation into not wanting that, that yeah. I ended up doing that for like seven years of my life. Um, it's crazy. And that's mad when I think about it. I mean, I had some really great times to work with some really lovely people, but I also have worked with some very not nice mm. people, very stressful situations. Um, it's a very male-dominated yeah. environment as well when you work in IT, and a lot of the time a young woman is not listened to. Mm. Um, and Even though that your job is to be listened yeah, to. Yeah, and you know I'd make a lot less than my male counterparts. No disrespect to them, they were fabulous at their job, but it was just you know the way that it is. And I think I just got sort of ground down by that Um, and I worked for a company that I wasn't really enjoying working for so I decided to quit there about a year ago and I actually tried to start embarking on my journey of working for myself and I kind of got a little bit scared of the money situation because that's probably one of the biggest things when you actually quit like a full-time job because scrum master wages is quite high like a high wage job and the potential as well you were saying like if there was if you went different like if you went contracting and freelancing and stuff 500 pound a day sometimes if you're going that and like that's mega money that's yeah and you get used to it crazy money but this this sort of stress and and i always say it like a project manager job a a scrum master if anyone's listening that is that you are a scapegoat you're the person who if it's yeah if everything goes wrong it's your fault if everything goes right you've done nothing to to, you out of your control but if everything goes right you get none of the credit um, wow and that's, i thought you were going to say if everything goes right you get a pat on the back no no no. you get none of the credit because it's not your you physically it's, it's the higher it. up that yeah. get the credit for oh, it wow. even though you're the one sweating yeah but yeah that's kind of the if i could sum up that job role that's what mm. it is basically um so i quit my job a year ago didn't work out got too scared i said i'm gonna get another job and i went to work for this company i really liked them at the time they're a smaller company not so corporate and i thought yeah. this is probably let's give it one more go like it's great money, let's give it one more go. Um, unfortunately, that didn't turn out so well either, company politics and such. Um, and with Neptune Girls, we teach in the evenings. Yeah. There's a lot of evening teaching, and I guess they, they wanted me to travel quite a lot to meet clients, and I couldn't because I was taught, and I couldn't keep getting the time off or get it covered. Mm. Um, and it just became and as well, a bit not of not wanting to either, isn't no, it? No, and not wanting to. I mean, you know, they hired me when they hired me. They said, we really like that you've got this, like, out-of-work thing. And yeah, they, you you've know, got it's really about interesting you. Yeah. about you. Like, they asked me loads about Neptune Girls in my interview, and I was, like, so happy and excited that yeah. here's a company that have really taken interest in they my passion. It. They get it. Like, the other Scrum Master taught, like, the fitness classes, the lesbian. Um, Oh, yeah. and stuff so we had something in common um but yeah i think as soon as it became something that wasn't working for them they were like no yeah. no thank you um and i was getting to me then i i 
I was able to work from home with that company, which is nice on the odd occasion, but I guess I kind of took a little bit of advantage of that and worked from home quite a lot because it was something I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. I hated that commute. I hated travelling into an office to sometimes not really need to be there yeah. necessarily. And um, you'd just gotten bagel as well. And Yeah, I just got on bagel. Bagel was a puppy and working from home really worked for me. Um, yeah, and then I kind of just thought, no, you've tried this again and you're still not happy. Yeah this is which telling is, you something like which I think not everyone sort of comes to that conclusion it sort of ties in as well with the episode we did I did with Carly Ann um, I suppose we a lot of it we sort of expect to not be happy or like that we I don't know that we give up a lot to sort of think well this is just the norm this is what everybody yeah. does and like you might hate your job, blah, 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 but, like... We all have to do things we don't yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. It's one I've heard all the time, and it's like... And I get Sometimes that. we do. Yeah, 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 but... I get that. But at the same time, it's like, but if that's the majority, then what is the point? Like, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to have to do something I don't like, like, yeah. for 90% of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the odd occasion, all right. Where's but... the end goal, then? Where, where yeah. do we end up? Because that was the thing, and people are like, oh, yeah, but, you know... Because then you retire, and I'm like, that's not making me feel any better. Do you know what it was? I got a letter through from my uh, from my pension scheme company oh, to don't. say how much money I had in my pension, right? And it said retirement age at the top, and I think it was at the time 67, which probably is not correct anyway. And yeah. I saw how much money I had in there, and I thought, when I'm 67, is this company still going to be here? Yeah. Like, where is all that money I put away? And also, if I have to do this till I'm 67, yeah, no. <laughs> I think I'm going to just go mental. And I think things are different now. Like, obviously, and I'm, I want to say this, and I'll probably say this quite a few times, this is not a sort of slate in anybody who oh, no, works or not. who no, has... No, 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 no. Who, is happy to work till retirement. That is absolutely you know, I fine. I always say I wish I was. Um, oh, one of my friend's boyfriends is just be, so happy in his job. It, yeah. He loves it. And I'm like, God, that's you know amazing. how much I would love to just be happy yeah. <laughs> with my like normal day job, coming home. He's like such the, lo- the loveliest guy. And it's just like, I would love that. Yeah. But my brain just yeah, will doesn't, not, allow doesn't cope with it. It yeah. just wants to do everything. Like ev- literally it, everything. Literally that's it. And it's like, <laughs> I think when you sort of start evaluating like happiness and stuff like that and obviously how much of your time and, and all of that type of stuff, that's where this sort of comes into it. So like I said, there's people out there who are so lucky to maybe when they left school, went to uni, did something they really wanted to do. They're now working at that. They're working the way up. They've got the path. They know where they want to head. That is applaudable because I think, Absolutely, oh my god, yeah. I've changed my mind. So like, I've I know um, I know quite. A, this is gonna sound a weird sentence. I I'm trying to rephrase it in my head, but it just sounds weird. <laughs> I know quite a lot of young people, <laughs> and they. Yeah, I know it's a weird sentence. <laughs> I know quite a lot of young people, and I mean like teenagers <clears throat> and stuff. And I know there's such a pressure because obviously you have to pick your subjects, to pick your um, where you what unis you want to go to, head you get these points, all that type of stuff, um. And they're always like, I don't know what I want to do when I'm older. And literally, I look at them. I'm like, turn thirty, and I'm like, I don't know what I want to do when I'm older. And like, and I always normal, say, yeah, like, to expect someone of that age to know exactly. Oh. I mean, when I was in college, I I, w- I did drama, and I wanted to go to drama school, and yeah. that was it. And I tried twice to get into drama schools, auditioned for loads, um, was told that I wasn't really old enough yet, and that I needed life experience. And at the time, when you're like seventeen, you're like, I know, no, I know, I know, I know exactly what I want yeah. to do, and yeah, and. That that is what I wanted to do for a really, really, really long time, and I was so hell bent and set on it. And when it didn't work out the way I thought it would, mm. then I was in this kind of limbo where I was like, oh. well, I, and my friends were going to uni, I didn't go to university. All my friends were going to uni; they knew what they wanted to do. Like my friends, most most of them knew what they wanted to do, 
And it was kind of like I was like drifting along, like, oh, I just fall into this yeah. corporate job where I've, you know, found a path that works for me. And, and a career, like I say, and like, yeah. and a long term, like if you wanted it to be, that could have been a long term career. And it's something oh, you I could have done. worked up. And, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I could have gone really, I probably could have gone really far in that job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's something, you know, I've had the fear of, why don't you just look for another scrum master job? You, you're qualified. Yeah. <laughs> you get money for it. And then I'm like, no, don't give in to the fear. Do you not know? The fear is massive. <laughs> it really, really is. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of them where like some people, unfortunately, and I think myself and Olivia and a lot of people that we know fall into the category of um, like, I, I just don't know what I want to be when I'm older. And I'm still not 100% sure now what I want to be. But mm. I just know that it's for me, it's less about what I want to be and how I want to feel is what takes priority. Same, yeah. And I don't like, and <laughs> Nate hates me saying this, but um, so like I said, when I was at Match Tech, there was quite a few times when like say wages were really really good and like he was saying to me like you know when we have kids he said maybe it would make more sense if like if he became a stay-at-home dad and I like continued to work because like the earning potential and I was like no god I'd, I wouldn't enjoy that like I was like no I don't want to do that at the same time I'd also say to him I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom so he was like but what do you want to do and I was like I don't know <laughs> um but it came to the point where like I said, he'd be like, but why aren't you so happy? Like, like, look at how much money you make and stuff like this. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm not driven by money. And every time I'd say that, he'd be like, stop saying that. And I'm like, no, honestly, I thought I was. But sort of it came to the point where I'd be happy on the day the pay would come in. And I'd look at the paycheck and I'd be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. But that's such a short lived emotion. And that wasn't enough to carry me the other 30 days of the month when I wasn't getting paid. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, money is not everything. And obviously... Nate's of a different mindset of I am and stuff and um, I think he's sort of getting there now but like I always said to him like I wouldn't care if I was making no money and I was happy and he's like don't say that but like it's just different sort of perspectives and that but I just think for me and like I say everyone's because he used to always say I could work a job that I absolutely hated but if it was paying me a hundred grand I'd do it and I'm like I don't think you would like yeah, I don't it something it's you a really diff- hate yeah. it's, and I think money is such a different mindset as well with people because you either like get paid for your time with money yeah um and if you think about it in that way i think we've said this before to each other as well that you know you put a cap on your monthly income like i had a with my job i had a cap yeah always on my monthly income and i think when you break free of that and yeah. you've got loads of different ways you can make money i keep saying to james i'm gonna have loads of different streams yeah. of income and i do now yeah um it's not as much as i was making in my one job no but, but you can see that but i can see that potential and it's the start yeah. of actually having multiple streams of income where i'm actually not you know because i'd go into the office sometimes and if i didn't have anything to do i just have to stay in the office and yeah. i think why am i sat in this chair in this place I can't wasting leave. Wasting my life. <laughs> wasting my time. I mean, I had things to do in my life as yeah. well. You know, you get home late at night and you've got even the little things like washing, washing. to put oh, on. Stuff like that. Like, you do, don't you? sit there and think, how much have I actually got to do in my day that I could that be, I doing, could right be now. doing right yeah. now? Even I, I've got all my work done. I've met all my targets or my goals or yeah. whatever it was I needed to do for the day. Yeah, I've got to stay here until that clock ticks five. Yeah. And I think that's such a weird thing that we've created yeah. as a society that we've just got to stay in this place and just we're not allowed to boxes, leave just it? to tick boxes and just to you know half the time I'd be pretending to work I mean people probably from my old job are gonna listen to this now and be like yeah we know but <laughs> like you know I got my work done I did things but half of the time I was like I've actually got nothing to do right now yeah. and you have to look busy oh um, that looking busy that drives just, me mad yeah it drives me mad it's just you know I'm much more productive now than I ever have been and so like I said that's sort of how we've sort of come to our I saw situations. Yeah. <laughs> they're ongoing, they're developing. Um, like, say, go back, let's go back to sort of uni time. Like I said, 
when you were, I suppose, deciding on the career that you thought you were going to do forever, yeah. was that like drama? Was that it? That's that was where you seen it. it? Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, drama school, gonna get into drama school, gonna go there, gonna you know be, be an in, be an actress, yeah. be in plays, TV, hopefully film one day. And I what think what age like, did you figure that? Or what age, like can you can young. you remember when you yeah was that like your childhood time? <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I danced when I was younger. I went to like a you know as kids do when they're like four or five, yeah. and then I just loved it from then on. Was in like multiple shows and you know summer schools and stuff like that. Did a lot of performing. Mm. Um, did drama. At, it schooled, did really well in it, loved it, went on and did it at college and it was just kind of like performing. Some kind of performance yeah. was always what I was going to do. Yeah. Like, there was no question about it. Um, until, yeah, college happened, didn't get in and then I met my boyfriend at the time and kind of just completely forgot that I had the capability yeah. to act and dance. And while I was with him actually towards the end, I did. I went and went again for drama school. Um, I told him I could do it and I remember he was like, no, you can't. But not because he didn't believe in me, but because he'd never seen but it's me fear do it as well, isn't it? People always like. Yeah. I think sometimes people they try to mind you out of a place of they're worried for you, but at the same time it's like but they're nearly holding you back because yeah. if you know you can do it, like it's sort of like that. Like I'm gonna do it, whether you think I can or not. But I think people have that like when you get a bit older they sort of start to say to you, oh, like, that's great, but, like, you know, maybe you should have a backup plan. Or, yeah, maybe that well, if it doesn't work, work out, yeah. And it's it's that sort of, like, that's just, I suppose, how we've all been raised and sort of what we've sort of been been told to sort of think. Um, and, like, I'm, I'm, I'm of a different sort of mindset now that I was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. I think it changes quite frequently. Um, but I used to think that, like, you like you had to be driven you had to sort of want more you had to want want the next promotion like and just but that changed like I say because prior to that I worked in hairdressing and I loved it and I never really wanted to expand from there I didn't want to own my own salon I was quite happy working to be a hairstylist and staying at that mm. so I think it's one of them where you sort of come to different conclusions at different stages of your life different outside factors as well sort of affect it um but sort of like you say so with the drama it was just something it didn't work out at the time so therefore you ended up in this completely different situation yeah, it and just took me down a different path completely um and then yeah when i left when i left carp is when i found neptune girls when i moved mm. to south sea so then the performance, um, so then the performance back came back and i actually went to a couple of classes in london during that time before i found neptune girls mm. again and actually started to rekindle, oh, yeah, I can dance, yeah. I can perform. This is what I've always loved. Why the hell have I not been doing yeah. it for the past, like, four years yeah. <laughs> or three years of my life? Um, yeah, and obviously that's where I became a teacher and that's where that whole avenue of my life started. Mm. And, you know, love it. It's to crazy pieces, to think, like... <laughs> isn't it, like, with the two of us, like, say, because obviously I was similar in it where I'd stopped dancing, but more out of because I'd moved and I thought, I, like... I, I didn't know where to go. Yeah, what yeah. I do? Like London seemed like a million miles away because obviously I'd only moved and stuff. So, um, but I also then it's sort of freaky if you think like if if we didn't join Neptune Girls or if we didn't join at the time we did because I, I think as well of it a lot of it is to do with timing. Yeah, so when myself time. and Olivia joined, Neptune Girls was literally just started, and then six months later it started to expand. Just and that's when Carly it. literally was like, yeah. "Does anyone want to sort of?" help me Teach. with teaching I remember that message coming through and I was like yes yes yes, yes please like, it's the whatsapp that I referred like, to before I have never wrote back to a message quicker. quicker yeah I think me and you were like yes straight yes, away like 100% straight away so like things like that it's like if that didn't happen then like it's just all timing and stuff but it does sort of like say open your eyes and you think oh actually but I love and I, I get that as well it's like oh maybe it is a hobby and that but when you can see that it can become a job and 
obviously that the, it open I suppose it opens your eyes up to different things different projects different people just all that type of stuff that sort of fall into place it's sort of I suppose you start to think bigger or different or sort of completely off on the left field tangent type thing yeah um so in regards to obviously so you say you've obviously started Neptune Girls when do you think the realization was of maybe this corporate nine to five isn't for me or like you know why did any sort of thing happen where you were like oh god I can't do this or was it just sort of gradual thing I think it was when like I like chore like I was for choreographing for my classes and like actually getting to the classes as well and I worked so I actually moved to Southsea for a job because I lived in Southampton and then mm-hmm. halfway through living in Southsea I actually got a job in Southampton oh, so I had to go the other way um but I had to get to my class and I was in the office you know and all of me was just always thinking about Neptune guys I was thinking yeah. about choreography that I was going to teach it was sat there at my desk you know like jiggling my knee like just dying to get to class that I used to be so envious because Olivia would send um, photos or like you know this is me at my desk but she'd have like her desk and that in front of her and to anyone looking she'd be working but then she'd have her phone and I could see she was like watching YouTube like or like running running choreography in my head and I'd go to the toilet so many times and just like try things out and then I'd be like yeah that works then I'd go and sit back at my desk maybe do like a meeting here and there Mm. and then like I'd just be back to thinking about Neptune Girls again and thinking about dancing and I'd be sat in meetings and just listening to the same jargon over and over again and uh, you know sometimes I would have these really moments of passion at my job where yeah. I wanted to get something done or I had an idea and they went half the time never listened to it overrid by people above me and I just think why am I bothering why yeah. am I trying and the thing that I wanted to do the most was the thing that I could never stop thinking about and I thought yeah like why you know I need to go where I feel the most happy and when you know as soon as I left my work and my job for the day went and taught or went to class I felt like a completely different human being I even I always say this to James I said when I get ready for work I look at myself and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like you look rough you look ugly I hated the way I looked when I went to work same makeup same hair didn't change all I changed was my clothes yeah. and where I actually went to I look at myself in the studio mirror and I'd be like damn girl like you, <laughs> you look, look great <laughs> you looking great you look happy you look healthy you look fit you look whatever you know like that kind of those things where you look at yourself and I look beautiful I look better now but I hadn't changed anything about myself apart from where I was Your situation yeah the yeah, situation that I was in yeah and it was kind of like yeah I think I know where I need to go yeah <laughs> that kind of thing it's quite scary though because I know it myself I got to that stage where like I said I'd come home and I'd be sort of complaining to Nate and and it's one of them and like if someone came to me and was constantly complaining about the same thing I'd be like well then do something about it yeah. but then that's exactly what Nate would say to me and I'm like but I can't do anything about it and he was like well why and then it would come into oh because of money or because of this and like yeah. there was all these reasons why and I think it was one of them where it was like look you either you leave or you either stay and you just get on with it. And like, I, I just remember, like say, it was just over a year ago and I was just like, one day I was like, I just can't keep just getting on the with it. because that is so scary. Yeah. I think I've just got to carry on. You're like, no, thank you. It's just, and it just became, like literally I rang Nate, like I said, on my lunch break before and said to him, he knew where I was, but I literally said to him, if I said to them that I'm going to leave after the wedding, like, would that be okay with you? And it was coming to a stage where he had just taken redundancy or was just about to get redundancy. So we knew we had a little bit of like a 
safety net in regards to like money and stuff the bills would get paid the mortgage would get paid but essentially I, he was like and what are you going to do and still now like people still say to me now like how's the job hunt going and I'm like it hasn't started there's because, no job hunt no now. it's not it's not it that's my never next to leave. It's, yeah it's the opportunity that will come along and I think I remember like during when I had a job things were coming up like when we do stuff with Josh for example yeah. like we do like different projects here and there in Southsea um, and me being like I can't meet at that time I've got work or just things that Getting I wanted to do or like I've got to take a day off if we were going to do a shoot for something yeah. or just something fun and interesting and, and creative that I really wanted to do and but I had this job in the way yeah. that I didn't really want to be at and it was kind of like that was for me like yeah yeah being it like we did a shoot yesterday being able to just be like yeah anytime works yeah I actually forgot that yesterday was a Thursday <laughs> because I've been, when you <laughs> said you that I was like what do you mean one? we did a shoot yesterday <laughs> yeah we did um so I had Heli on last week um and we did the shoot for Heli's new swimwear brand which we spoke about with Jade Clark um and I just sort of forgot that but that's yeah. the type of stuff that like you say like when I first left my job like I said it was daunting because like even Nate was like what are you going to do with your days because like Thankfully now, like since lockdown, I'm working like a lot more sort of like behind the scenes admin with Neptune Girls. But before that, I was still only teaching my evening classes because obviously I went from, I just stopped working. So 40 hours a week stopped and then I had all that time back to myself. So it was a bit like, what are you going to do with your day? And I was like, I don't really know because I knew I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going back to uni. I wasn't applying for jobs. So like had all this time and I was like, I'm just going to figure it out. And it was like a lot of it, um, a lot of it was just sort of catching up with like myself. I was like looking up things, like writing things down. What what do I want to do? What do I enjoy? Like the list of things, like what could I do? What do I think would work well? Like, too just, many things as well. Oh I had my this God. list yeah. and it got overwhelming and I was like, I literally wanted to. He was like, what do you want to do? And I showed him this list and he was like, that's literally every job. I had like actor <sighs> on there. I had like model. I mean, dancer. Like yeah. dancer. I was like, oh, if this happened, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, well, you need to pick something. Yeah, you need no. to focus. And it was like, oh, it's God, so hard. It's like, so difficult. And then you think, oh, but what if I put so much time and effort into going down this one avenue and it doesn't work out? And then I or I don't enjoy it, and I'm like, actually, nah, nah, yeah. How much trial and error? And like you say, like, like it's great. Like you've got a bit of time, but at the same time, I'm like, I can't do this forever. Like (laughs) I can't forever be like Nate. Like that's not fair, and that's never my intention. Like, and Nate always says, oh, when when you get your your when you figure out your stuff, he's like, I'm gonna be able to stop working, and I'm like, I bloody hope so. But like, do you know something more than I do? And he's like, he's like, no, I know it, and like he sees more than what I do, and I I'm like, if that happens, great. But I'm like, at the moment, I'm not even putting that on it. It's just like whatever I can figure out to do, um, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I think most people have been really successful and stuff like that when they've had that entrepreneurial, like, I'm going to do something, have never known what it is exactly yeah. is they're going to do. They just know, they see this end goal of this life they want to live and they're like, what I know something yeah. is going to get me to that point. What it is right now, I have no idea, but it will get me there and I will be happy with my day and, and the work You nearly do, like, you do the, like, from my head, like, I can see the end goal nearly. Yeah. Don't know how the hell I'm going to get there. You know and I don't know what the environment is around it, but I know what the circumstances look like. Yeah. I know what it feels like. Um. So for me, like, um, if, so, like, one of the questions I was going to ask was further down the line, but it actually ties in quite nicely now, is, like, what's your definition of success? Because my definition is being happy yeah. um so and that would be different. some people they would define success as obviously financial or anything like that or like you know getting a certain job title or working the way up um to me it's it's having time 
Um, and I think that if I have time, because that was the one thing as well, I always felt like I didn't have time. Yeah. Um, my time wasn't mine. Um, I felt like myself and Nate were both working really, really hard, but we never had any time to spend together to like enjoy the work that we'd done. So like, like I say, like we, we'd go on holidays and stuff, but I remember thinking like, but I'm working really, really hard and I'm making this money, but... I've only got four weeks in the year that I can actually use it. And then that, to me, that like felt like the walls were closing in on me. And I was like, but that's only four weeks of a whole 52 in the year. Like, and that used to actually make me really sad. Um, So for me, success is being able to sort of have time to do the things that I want to do, which in turn, like I say, would make me happy. Um, And I think that no matter what I'm doing, obviously, as long as the bills are paid, as long as like we've got a roof over our head and all that type of stuff, if I can sort of wake up every day excited and happy and um, able to do the things that like, like, like Olivia said yesterday, just be able to go to do them exciting things like the shoot and stuff. I'm like, to me, that's successful. Um, but that's completely like, and success will be defined completely different per person. Um, but I think maybe not everyone realizes that. And it took me a, a while to realize that success is a word that's massive. And there's so many different areas underneath what people class themselves as successful. Um, like, what do you think you when you what what stage will you be at or what will you have when you'll go I'm successful now what will that look like I think it's when I mean I talk about stress a lot but I think stress with what I want to do with my life now to what stress was for me in my job yeah that kind of stress was stress that wasn't mine yeah and I think when a stress is for you so I would love to own my own business and that's something that is for me that would be my success like I have something that I've created that's mine that makes me money um and yeah and that you know I'd be happy with that as well and I think happiness and that stress that will come with that business will be stress but it but will be, be mine to have. like yeah, yeah it's exactly. my it's my hard work for something yeah. that pays off in the end um and that my creativity and, and all these things and all these crazy ideas that go on in my head I've actually put them to like use and I can see something from that yeah um and I and, and my goal for it's never really been like monetary um it's obviously you need enough money to live yeah but I think people talk about wealth quite a lot and people probably think when you're wealthy, you're just rich, but rich isn't necessarily yeah. thing unless you're happy with the life. Like I was I making- rich is a way of life, isn't it? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I do some, so for people, I do like part-time work now with a social media company. So I've, I've got a part-time job, I've got yeah. money coming in, I've got a little bit of money coming in, but to put it into perspective, I probably took like a 80% pay cut yeah. in what I did to, to, to quit my previous job. And to some people that's scary and that's fine. Um, but for me now, I, I don't have to set an alarm. I wake up every morning like G said, the day is mine. I'm not stuck in an office. There's no stress. If I'm 10 minutes late, people are going to walk in and be like, good afternoon. You're and I look, the guilt and the stress of disappointing people or the guilt or, or just anything really. It just, that whole, that tenseness, environment. that environment, that horrible feeling of having stress but it's not for something that you own or you've got any control over because it's somebody else's business or someone you're working for corporate life or whatever it is that you do I think that is my definition Mm. of success because it's when you are free to do what you want to do it will come with stress but it'll be yours I think that's probably yeah Yeah. no and that's That's really good and I think they're sort of similar like we'll both look we'll probably like it's one of them where it's nearly hard to describe as well like you've got your 
I suppose, end goal in sight, and I'd, I'd have one too. And at that, like, my end goal is probably a lot more blurry now than it ever has been, but I'm more relaxed with that than I ever have been yeah, as well. Which, yeah. It's a bit weird because, like like I say, people are like, so what, what, you, what are you doing or what are you planning to do? And, like, for the first time in a long time, I'm saying I don't know, but I'm like, but I'm happy that I don't know because, like we've spoken about, I'm... I've had opportunities that have come my way that I'm like all about timing and I'm like I would have had to say no to them opportunities if my situation was different or like they they weren't even coming about that was the thing like I never seen them but I think it's because obviously when you open yourself up I'm like I'm all about like affirmations and manifestation and stuff like that and I remember when I left I just kept thinking I'm open to opportunities because I had nothing to lose I was available and I was like let's just see what opportunities come let me just see what happens um and like I said I've I've done projects I've like one-off projects with creativity other bits and pieces behind the scenes like so I've had all these different bits and pieces come my way that I number one hadn't seen before and number two if they had have came my way I wouldn't have been able to do them which is even worse I'm glad I didn't see that um have you seen um on Netflix it's called The Secret Oh, well, I've read the book. Have you, re- have you oh, read yeah, the book? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my mum put me onto it. Honestly, if anyone hasn't watched The Secret, it's amazing. It's all about how you can manifest your dream life and how your thoughts... It's the and, law of attraction. Yes, yeah, the yeah. law of attraction, basically, and how if you're always thinking negative thoughts or you're always obsessing over the debt mm-hmm. you've got or something like that, you are more likely to incur more of that circumstance because it doesn't... The law of attraction doesn't care whether it's yeah. a thing you want or it doesn't want. If you're putting energy into that thing... Yeah. So when we were putting energy into our old jobs, yeah. you know, I hate my job, I hate going into the office, I hate the traffic yeah. I hate this we were just creating more and more of that in our I life hate, and when yeah. we turned that off and started putting energy into the day is mine I'm going to do what I want to do I've got loads of opportunities coming my way yeah. opportunities then suddenly started presenting and themselves that's probably exactly like say why I never seen them before because yeah, I because you were switching energy myself was off in something yeah. Else. yeah but yeah like say like all that type of stuff it's just I, and like I don't really know obviously neither one of us has even so Olivia like to say she's got a part-time job but she's still obviously figuring everything out I am too like I say I'm working sort of part-time with teaching Neptune girls so is Olivia and then also sort of on the admin back office side um sort of um with Carly Ann and sort of supporting her on that side of it but still I don't feel like I've got a five-year plan a two-year plan a six-month plan like everything is still very much up in the air but I like that it's so, it's better because I think if you set up with a plan sometimes people need a plan and that's yeah. absolutely fine if that's the way that your brain works but that's definitely not how mine works and I don't think in every job interview I've had they've asked me where do you see yourself in five years yeah. and I'm like I don't know They're because so now where I am five years ago I would have never have said no. this um, and I think if you set yourself up with a plan and it doesn't go to plan, you're more likely to be disappointed by that, whether you just go in and let your opportunities guide you with how you want to feel rather than that's going to be my plan. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. And that's the thing, like, and I'm I'm enjoying, obviously, to an extent, obviously, if Nate turned around tomorrow and said, look, X, Y, Z has changed and I need you to sort of actually have an idea of what you're doing and stuff like that and that would be fair enough um and I I'd probably have to be a bit more sort of strategic and maybe a bit more have an idea of where I'm going and stuff but at the moment I don't but stuff is starting like I write little goals and stuff and stuff is starting to sort of come in and I can sort of see it um and Olivia mentioned it at the start of the episode um but one real one massive realization that I've had since um leaving my job and I never heard of this term before until I started looking into it is um a portfolio career Mm. and it's something so for anyone who doesn't know it's like she said like it's just many you you sort of do many different things and there's so many people who do portfolio careers but 
we've never heard it called that. So you think of the likes of, I don't know, Fern Cotton. I'm just thinking of her because I love her podcast and yeah, I was I listening to today. Um, so Fern Cotton. So she's a TV presenter, but she's also like a radio host and she also has a podcast and she does TV appearances and, and all this different type of stuff. So she works full time, but she doesn't work full time in any one specific place. Um, and that was when I started hearing about portfolio careers and sort of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was like, that is the best thing I've ever heard. It, it made me feel yeah. a bit more relieved because I was like, how do I know? Because that was the thing when people say, what job are you applying for? I was like, I don't know because there's nothing that I know I want to spend 40 hours a week doing. And I was like, but how do I try something without like doing it and all this? And then the portfolio career sort of started creeping up and I started reading about it. And I've decided ideally, now this is all ideals. And like I said, this is nothing set in stone, but ideally I never want to have one solid income stream because similar to Olivia, literally I went from making X amount of pound per month to at the time making way less um so like and even at that like um it like it dropped because obviously I went from having a salary to none um but like I never want to be in a situation like that again that was a situation that I completely put myself in by the way I completely understand that that was a choice that I made um by doing it the way I did but say if for example if I've got five different avenues of work so one might be teaching, one um, could be the like the dance management that I do for Neptune Girls. Then one might be, um, I don't know, like... Monetize off this podcast. Yeah, monetize yeah, off yeah. my podcast. <laughs> all these different things. And I could be doing all these different things at the same time. So I'll still work 40 hours a week, say, but I'll have different in- income streams. So I'll never be in a situation, please God, where if something happens one of them and they, I get made redundant or I get sacked or whatever... I'll only lose one of the income streams. I won't lose it all. Or mm. same thing if I realise after a few years of doing something, I really don't enjoy this anymore um, and I'm really not happy that if I drop one of them income streams, that it's not everything. And I think that was the that was the main reason why I was so scared to do what I did. Um, and I, I did do it quite on a whim and stuff. I think there was a lot going on between the wedding and that and I think I just sort of act rash, but I'm glad I did. Um, but yeah like I never want to be in a situation where I feel like I can't I feel that was the thing I felt like my hands were tied because I had a like I had this job I had this income I had a car allowance I still have that car loan so I felt like and it's I don't know if it's a a whole recruitment term but I know with the company I worked at it was we used to call it the golden handcuffs and it was that we were <laughs> literally yeah we were tied in with these golden handcuffs because we had the perks we had the commission we'd worked to this sort of comfortable level and say if I left to go to another recruitment agency, I wouldn't have any of that. This is sort of long-term stuff that you sort of build up to, um, car allowances and, you know, you build You're your plan. the bottom again with yeah. the new company kind of thing. So this, yeah. this golden handcuffs that these sort of companies get you with is, is a massive reason why people stay. So I never want to be in a situation again where the golden handcuffs influence my decision more than my happiness or my health um, yeah. and that's dramatic. Mental like mental health, health. is a massive yeah. part of it as For well. Sure. The amount of time that you spend being very upset and like you but say just coming home into your just, life though doesn't yeah, it just, I would just come home to James and just moan about how someone spoke to me in a meeting yeah. all night and it takes up hours and like it you takes say. up hours and I'm putting all that energy into and time I should be spending with yeah. him you know watching a film or like cuddling Switching or talking off. about his day yeah, as well yeah. and but all I could do was moan about what happened during the day at work and, and that's no way to sort of live your life otherwise you are at work 24 yeah. 7 yeah yeah. Yeah. So like that, like that's something that I think I'm going to sort of continue to hopefully do is I don't, I just want to have like many strings. Is it many strings to my bow? Many strings. And yeah. It, it, I think there's only ever really, I think certain personality types have this. Are you an ENFP? 
Yeah. Yeah. So. But I also th- so it's to what's that called the test the Myers Briggs Myers Briggs test so, yeah. and you probably if you've gone for job interviews you've probably done it. I am an I am an ENFP which stands for. It's an extrovert, extrovert trait, isn't it? Yeah, extrovert trait. But I, the main thing that stuck out to me when I read like my profile, if no one's heard of this before, it's like the Myers Briggs, and everyone's into like sixteen personality types. And if you go into sixteen personalities on online, you can actually take the test for yourself and see yeah. what you are. And you read your um, write up, and it's actually scarily accurate, I think, for most people to read. Um, and I think one of the things for the personality type that me and G are quite similar in is that we literally want to do loads of things. Yeah. Like we find all everything cool like yeah. pretty much like oh, there's so many possibilities out there and I want to try them all and I don't want it yeah and I don't, don't want to just one. be stuck to yeah. one and and it has to be something creative I think and it mm-hmm. has to be can't you know and and that and like you say a portfolio yeah. career is definitely something that really fits for for us yeah um and yeah you, know, you say yeah you're not just stuck into that if I get made redundant that's it you've got yeah. all of those things to to still be working on and it still keeps you going and makes you happy so and I think like there's obviously pros and cons to it because I suppose as well like as far as I see it obviously to me it's more like sort of freelance sort of contract type Mm -hmm. stuff so in that there brings like a level of um, insecurity with in regards to financial or you know if something got pulled tomorrow like and it might have been X amount of your monthly income right where do I how do I find something else that's going to give me that so that I'm not down Um, but a phrase that I heard, I cannot remember, and I go back to this all the time, but something that I heard on a podcast or on an audiobook, um, and I think this was like one of the moments when like my I just, my mindset switched in regards to being employed or sort of being self-employed or freelance or whatever, because I don't even know what I am. I think I'm probably <laughs> freelance, yeah. yeah I, I can't put myself in a category, freelance. freelance. Um, <laughs> but it was to do with um, the reason why, because like I say, there is people out there who are more than happy being employees and doing that and that is amazing and I think like fair play if that's you because uh, and you're in an industry and a job that you enjoy because I think that's so special to actually be able to figure that out Um, but I think for for me I heard something about the reason that people who say don't enjoy their job stay in a, in a job or in an industry is because of job security yeah. Um, but there's actually nothing less secure than somebody else controlling your monthly income as opposed to you um, so that might sound a bit strange but essentially if like we've both worked in big corporations so essentially tomorrow they say right there's 500 heads here and we need to cut 100 and you're essentially a number and they say right this person this and literally you could be out of nowhere out of the blue tomorrow you get called into a meeting and they say okay unfortunately you know we have to make you redundant you were not expecting that you were not planning for that you could not foresee that coming um, depending on the situation whereas if you are working for yourself and looking after yourself there is none of these out of the blue situations as such like you would know that that's coming so you could then be proactive to sort of make sure you weren't in a situation like that so it's sort of that whole like the rug been pulled from under your feet without you being aware of it that's the lot that's so far away from security as far as like obviously you've been in control of of your job security and stuff yeah I mean I think at the moment that definitely stands at the moment obviously we're going through the whole COVID thing yeah and I think I think a lot of people have sort of experienced exactly what you're talking about. And I think a lot of people have turned to how can I make money online or how can I do this? How can I make a bit of money here, there or or whatever that they've turned to? Um, And it's situations like that. I mean, and I'm sure people who own businesses and stuff, Mm. I mean, they've definitely suffered. And, you know, I, I 
quit my job oh my two God. weeks into lockdown. Well, I quit my job before lockdown, but then I actually left Finishing, to have my yeah. last day two weeks into lockdown. Um, so I probably quit my job at the worst time. I probably could Same. have done. Literally, that's what everyone was like. Yeah. Um, when you when I was leaving my job and they were like, um, like I thought, right, this would be the 12th. I said, like, I'll give myself 12 months and if it doesn't work. But, like, I feel like I've been robbed of four of them because you, I had no, no this opportunities. Doesn't count. This does not count. Pause it, it, pause it. <laughs> and it probably actually helped as well because it actually gave me that time to just be oh. like, Ooh, yeah. Okay. Everything like, stops. I mean, I did start my 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 part time job as social media work, and I'm really really enjoying what I'm doing now. And it's kind of mine to sort of they Run give away. me the work, and I I do it. And I, as long as I plan in what I've got to do in the day and, and go to the meetings that I have to, which is like sort of once a week, that's fine. And you know that's my job, and it can it will grow as much as they can give me, and as much as I want it to. And that's something for me is just perfect. And I'm yeah. learning so much, and it's it's really and I'm really interested in it. It's really great. Um, so that's just one thing and then obviously teaching on that that's another string to yeah. my bow um, and that's then completely sort of, different it's complete, and they're completely different things but they're they're both things that really interest me and that I really enjoy but like you say sorry to jump in but like teaching teaching dancing um, and without speaking for yourself but I sort of know that we're both sort of similar it's not something that I could or would want to do 40 hours a week oh definitely not because I wouldn't be able to create the choreography yeah. for it you, there's a certain point where you just get like blocked, blocked. <laughs> yeah like, and I, I think a lot of people anymore. are the same so like so you couldn't say right I'm going to just completely solely go on yeah. yeah or like the same with your social media is that something that you would want to do 40 hours or like so where have you got you can sort of split your time to do bits and pieces of loads I think of my things. brain works better like that as well if I have to focus on something for too long I kind of I do lose interest in it yeah. sometimes and I think that's where like the nine to five came into it one day I can do this for a bit and I did enjoy it for some of the time but for that that amount of time no um I'm switching off I'm sorry I need to do something, to do something else yeah <laughs> like, and like you say like, had, like you always do so much like, other stuff as well like you say you yeah. work 40 hours but really you've worked 80 because the stuff that you can get done in 40 hours is completely different to what somebody else can get done in 40 hours oh, so yeah, like your just... workload can increase but obviously if you're only doing one thing you're sort of stuck to that um but yeah i think like what olivia just mentioned obviously as well where we've just sort of well we're coming out of lockdown um i think that obviously this like the reason of lockdown was due to covid19 which obviously unfortunately like for its terrible reasons in regards to so many people dying and, and all that type of stuff but i think on the other side of it sort of more the lockdown and life stop inside of it I think that was such a massive wake-up call and such a blessing for so many people. Um, I think for me, it made me feel like that I'd, like like nearly a, um, what's the word, like a thumbs up that I'd made the right decision. Yeah. Like a relief that I'd done the right thing um, because I don't know what situation I would have been in in my full-time job whilst all this was going on. I can assume... Um, but also because the whole world felt like it stopped, I felt like I could breathe a sigh of relief because then, you yeah, always have this pressure, nothing, yeah. don't you? You're like, like, I can't do anything right now, yeah. so that's okay. So like, I can stop and yeah, think while, yeah, yeah, because when that was the one thing I felt when I sort of stopped my job, I felt like the world was going like a million miles an hour and I couldn't catch up um, because I was like, I want to sort of figure stuff out, but then I don't want to miss the, the ball or, you know, I don't want to sort of miss the opportunity. So with that, I think it was such a, like a nice blessing um, in disguise. Um, so, and you probably felt, obviously your situation was, you literally were stopping just before lockdown. So that must've been a bit <laughs> scary. Um, but It was yeah. scary. Yeah, and I started my new job in lockdown yeah, as well, which thankfully. was so strange, like amazing job, like doing it all online. Mm. And like, I've, you know, I learned so much online and it was really amazing to actually do that. First time they'd done that as well, obviously, mm. like, onboarded anyone purely online. Um, 
but yeah it was really nice to kind of take that moment to be like right there's nothing I can do now yeah and also part of it for me as well was also a little bit like oh there's nothing I can do right now Uh, does that like I'm stopping it's like I literally just could it do anything it was out of my control it wasn't due to lack of you trying trying it was just like you just can't do anything right now anyway even if you wanted to and it's like okay yeah (laughs) um yeah but that really did and I think for it like going back to what you said earlier about I think for a lot of people and I'm sure a lot of people felt this where they've been furloughed for example you know working from home um and maybe not for everyone but a lot of people have probably found that they're they're a lot less stressed from the commute they're a lot less stressed from sort of office environment office politics or or whatever was sort of keeping you down at your job um and I think a lot more uh, well I hope a lot more places now will open up a sort of more healthy work-life balance um and I know sorry if I'm not say this mum but I know my mum has definitely felt that way um and she's definitely we're having similar conversations me yeah. and my mum and you know she's I won't say how old she is because she probably killed me um she's beautiful she's young yeah, she's young well, she, she's gorgeous um but yeah she she's you know later in life and she's having these thoughts now and it's yeah I think I think the lockdown for a lot of people was kind of a it's like it, a reset, isn't it? This is kind of, yeah, this is what we need as human beings. The way that we live with the nine to five, go to work, not get back to late, have no time for yourself. Mm. You know, like four weeks out of 52, that's what you get for your holidays yeah. and stuff like that. It's, and it was only really really ramping up, wasn't it? it? Like, it felt like it was getting faster. Like, yeah, the so called like rat more race more was like, like going so fast. Like, and, and I think people needed that reset and needed that yeah. time. and... And also, I think, I think it, it showed people, people that there's another way to life. There like, is another way to... 100%. There's so many different ways to life. Yeah, and get to get rid of that stigma around maybe people like us or people who own their own businesses. And I know that... Um, I don't know, like Jessa, one of our yeah. other friends who owns her own business, has sort of said, you know, she owns a very successful paint, painting business, um, but people find that stigma because she's not somewhere yeah. nine to five, like, every day, yeah. every week. And I think that is a stigma of people might think, well, you, you're lazy, you're not yeah, doing anything. Not doing and anything. it's like, not she's necessarily. She's maybe doing more than what she would be doing in a nine to five job. But also um, she's doing something like, say, she loves. programmed to think that yeah. that's the only way we're successful. To be successful, yeah. Um, yeah, and like say she she probably doesn't have to work forty plus hours a week, but she's no, making way she more than she would if she <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah if she was working yeah. a forty plus hour and like on top of all like she's like say she's in control of her time she can sort of do what she wants she's got all the perks of it um and I think it it's probably I don't know like it maybe it is a general generational thing like say obviously your mum's having them thoughts too so I do think lockdown and this whole circumstance is gonna make a lot more people reevaluate actually how do I want to live or like do I ever want to be in this situation again because like I say there is only so much control we we have and, and like say even owning your own business you're still going to get sort of curveballs thrown like that nobody could plan for that nobody could mm. um, expect this to happen um, like say myself and Olivia when we sort of decided that we were going to leave our jobs and, and just like all I say and when people say what are you doing at the moment I say I'm just figuring shit out so nobody could know that when this when we sort of decided all these like things we were going to do this was going to happen but at the same time I think a lot of people have sort of had their eyes opened and and maybe I suppose like hopefully sort of realise that there's so much they can do and they are in sort of more control than they think and you know if they do want to change their mind like you know your job is your job is your job like we said at the start like when you when someone says to you like oh hi who are you blah 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 it's so easy to sort of say hi I'm Grania I'm a recruitment consultant well no I'm not I 
I work in recruitment, but that's not who I am. I'm yeah. Grania, I'm a wife, I'm a dog mom, I'm a dancer, I'm um, a really good friend. Like, there's so many... Why do we put the job nearly second after we our do. name? Like, and, and you go on a date or something, you know, I've been on a date for First a really long thing. time, but, you know, <laughs> like, I promised Dan and I'm... Um, but, you know, what do you do for work? Yeah. And, you know, it's important to know what someone does for work, but um, there's actually... I'll go back to the ENFP, ENFP thing again, I'm obsessed. But one of the quotes is, like, I, it doesn't bother me... I'm paraphrasing, but it doesn't bother me what you do for a living. Yeah. It's who you are, what yeah. what like ignites your passion. It's those things that I want to yeah. hear about. It's not, hi, I'm Olivia, the project manager. Yeah. You know, it's it's that doesn't sort of light on it your fires. It's like that's brilliant, well done. But you know, what do you love? What music do you listen yeah. to? Where have you travelled in the world that you love? You know, have you seen places? What do you do to de-stress? Do you yeah. like baths? Like just all these things that are Other like elements to you. Yeah, yeah, like who are you, not what do you do? Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I suppose it's just one of them where we're just, we're all realising, like you say, that we are more than our jobs or, like you say, that your job doesn't have to be your whole life. And I think a lot of maybe bigger corporations, especially, they expect, like Olivia sort of had, um, they expect that your job is your number one and everything else falls second to it. Yeah. Um, and when you're the type of person who doesn't agree with that or sort of fall in line with that, that can become a massive struggle. Um, so I think the fact that, you know, maybe people are more more realizing that actually, like like and I used to like especially when I was sort of coming to the to end of working sort of full time um in recruitment, like I would give my forty hours, but I would give no more, like and that was it. And you will get that, and I will give them to you, but you will not take any more of my time because, like, say I am a wife and I need to spend time with my husband, and I am a friend and I need to see my friends, and I am a dance teacher and I need to like and nothing ever took preference over. My job, like my job, never sort of trumped any of them. No. I would and, hold them all in the same dis- and same just regard. like make it so clear that that is okay. Yeah, like there is so much guilt put on people for having guilt, a life, yeah. and no, like <laughs> that's one thing. No, you have a life. You are a mum or a, a wife, or you need a doctor's appointment or just something. Um, that you need to do with your life and that's absolutely fine and, and I think people and, and places need to be more considerate of that and I think leaving that kind of environment to to do your own thing or to figure something out if I need to go to the bank or if I need to go to the doctor to or something washing if I need to put washing out. on I can do that you know and, it, and it's my time is mine and it's not somebody it's not what someone says it should be um no, massive I think, perk <laughs> yeah yeah and I think like I say I don't think that's why I thought this conversation would be good to have because I think there's probably a lot of people who will go through similar thoughts now and in 10 years time and in 20 years time and I think we'll we'll come back to this maybe like if this podcast is still going in a year me and when Olivia will do yeah when this podcast is still going in a year me and Olivia will do a catch-up and obviously see where we are then <laughs> that'd be so good and I don't even know if we'll be much different I think obviously more things will have happened and changed but I still think that we'll always be sort of figuring things out there'll probably of, be new things I'll add to yeah, my list of yeah exactly the portfolio <laughs> career will just be getting bigger and bigger um, but I'm quite happy with that like I like I think I've sort of resi- resigned to the fact that I'll never sort of find something that I'm more than happy doing for 30 years but that's fine if I do it for 10 years and I love it great and then I'll figure out something else like like we see people in the newspaper and in the media when they're like they go back to school when they're like 60 and uh, go back to uni and they come out with like this qualification that they've always wanted to have and we like clap and applaud it and it's like we can do that in like different Anytime. segments throughout You're our life. you trapped yeah. in something that you want to do and I think when you said at the beginning I hope people find this interesting or you know it's not just us talking about us you know leaving our jobs for however long we've been speaking about it for <laughs> um, but I really hope that people listen to it and they think 
God, I would, I would love to be able to do that. Or I've always wanted to paint and sell my paintings or something. Like, you don't have to jump in and do it right away. But no. why don't you start? Like, why don't you create a few and sell them on Etsy or wherever yeah. or, or, you or know, online or... Go part-time and, do like, put, so put some, like... um what's the word like put some sort of pressure on yourself to do it sort of part-time so you've given up working one day a week so how much does that cost you so how many paintings do you need to sell and what do you need to do and there's all that type of stuff where like you can still do it you can change a certain like so say if you're not in a situation where we like I completely 100% know that I am and Olivia are very fortunate to be able to do that not everybody's in that situation so I don't want to sort of look like oh it's easy just quit your job it's great no it's not we're obviously in situations and circumstances within our relationships and our family life that we're able to do well, that well actually you are I am <laughs> yeah no, so- but I, I have the part-time job but um yeah I'm not so for people who might be listening thinking I have like the situation where it's like I'm perfectly able to do this um my partner's just come out of university he went into university late in life and he did a biomedical science degree so he's just come out of being a student so financially things aren't fantastic right now but I'm very lucky that I've got two sources of income right now which which cover my basic living um and and I'm I'm very I'm not splurging I'm very unfortunate that my family do help me out where as and when they can um not massive amounts but they do help me and that's so so appreciated and I'm so grateful and lucky to have that kind of, of support um but yeah this financially for me it's been extremely scary um but again it's something where I turn my mindset into thinking I have the utmost opportunities now to create as much money as I can think that I would ever dream to have and as much happiness that I could ever dream to have whereas before I had a limit on that um and I think that's really important I didn't mean to interrupt you there I just wanted to say that for people who might be thinking like oh these these two have got like bags of money in the bank yeah yeah. and they they they're fine and and and, oh I could never do that and stuff like you absolutely can like yes you have to have the basic and I'm not saying there'll be sacrifices there will be sacrifices you know like I can't buy clothes all the time yeah (laughs) but that's the thing it's like but 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 one day I will exactly short-term loss for a long-term gain isn't it like um yeah, because I know, like, when I was sort of telling people that I was handing them my notes, and they were like, and where are you going? And I was like, nowhere. Like, <laughs> it's the weirdest question to answer because people are like, Everyone's oh, like, oh what, do you, what, okay. what do you mean? So well, you're handing in you. your notes, and, oh, are you going to look? Or what are you going to look for? Nothing. And it's like, it's just, it's alien, it's obviously. People, yeah. yeah. Um, But I think, like I say, like, I was in a situation, and I think even if, so even if you're not in any which way, like, financially in a situation that you can do that, there is ways and means that you can obviously do it. Like, even if it is meaning for the next 12 months that you're going to work your 40-hour job a week, but on weekends you're going to spend 12, 12 hours a day doing the thing that you love um, to hopefully then, by the end of it, be in a position yeah. that that can sort of outcome your um, your full-time wage or whatever it might look like. Um, like, I'm the same, like Nate always said to me, like, I don't mind you sort of not working and sort of him taking the bills because, like, He'll he'll admit it as well. Like I literally spend no money. Um, I'm actually I don't know how. I just I'm very good at not spending money. Um, wow. I know <laughs> honestly. Like I don't I don't buy clothes unless I need them. Um, my most money goes on like visiting so flying home to Ireland to visit family and then obviously I'll spend quite a bit socialising there but m- week to week I spend very little. It's like petrol. It's Did stuff you know like what? that. Now I don't now. I'm at home and I'm doing it, stuff. Yeah. Now that I actually don't and I don't miss it and we haven't been able to go to shops really. Yeah. I mean, I spent a little bit online during lockdown. But 
I actually think about it, and I yeah, I haven't spent money yeah. really. And if I, you like, if you did I a think money I diary, I did those things to make myself a feel better isn't because it? of the job that I was in. I was like, yeah. oh, I've worked for this. I'm going to buy myself. this. We're going to go out and buy this and do that. And sometimes that, that is yeah. what sort of gets you through as well, that isn't it? That gets me through, but now I don't need that to get me yeah. through, so I'm not actually You don't have them short-term, it. like, happiness sort yeah, of triggers. Yeah, I don't triggers. need it, because yeah. I'm, like, I could go the whole day without needing to go out and spend money on coffee or something. Do you know what I mean? Because you've got like, other things, yeah. I've got other things to think about and do. Um, so before yeah. we sort of wrap up, um, just to sort of tie it all in, because like I said, <laughs> I know we sort of went off on tangents, which are encouraged, which everyone knows, because I tangent. say it all the time. Yeah. Um, but I hope it's sort of somewhat sort of resonates or sort of makes sense because the th- the reason like neither one of us have sort of said any definitive this is what I'm going to do this is what I want to do but that's because that's exactly how we are at the moment like I couldn't if you talk if you this graphic if you held a gun to my head and said tell me what you're going to be doing in 12 months time I wouldn't be able to answer you because I don't you. know yeah exactly you'll have to do it just pull the trigger but like I genuinely don't know so but like that's why it's sort of we've sort of talked around things but that's literally the thinking and how we're sort of feeling at the moment but like that excites me and I don't mind that like I, I like I say Nate's probably like Jesus I wish you'd ever just figure it out but like I know James yeah. is the same as well he can be a bit stressful around yeah. that kind of thing but yeah, it's I, different personalities I know, though, isn't it? I know, it? I want to, and I think the owner of Starbucks said this, he wanted to own a business, but he had no idea what it was yeah. going to be. And then one day it was coffee. Epiphany, yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah. that's it, that's it's coffee. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've got an idea of something I want to do at the moment, which I'm working on and, and, and that will work out. But yeah. there could be something else I'll yeah. think about as well. And that's the exciting thing about it. Yeah, that you've got, you can just sort of I can try just be like, oh, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try this. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, so... Like I said, we haven't given any definitives, but I suppose if you could, Olivia, what's the dream? What is the absolute dream? If there was no boundaries, no financial, no nothing like that, what would be the absolute dream if you could? Oh, wow, that's a difficult I know, one massive question. It's like, like the absolute dream. I mean, it, w- it would be owning, it would be having my own very successful business that helps people in a yeah. way, that, that gives something to the world that the world needs right now. Yeah. Um, and... I think kind of be at that point where I've put the the, the definitive point. I've put all that work in and that, yeah. that stress, and I've built up this business to a certain point where I've I'm so financially stable and and so comfortable that I get to sort of just see the world yeah. and live my life, be happy, spend time with the people that I love, yeah. Um, enjoy the nice things in life, treat myself, treat my family, never have to really stress or worry about things like that, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that is the end goal. I mean, to me, like I always said it throughout the whole thing, I would always want to be an actress or something. You know, I think if if I'd gone down a different path, you asked me this a little bit a long while ago, I think an actress would have been my answer. answer. Um, And if someone turned around tomorrow and was like, hey, do you want to be in this new Mm -hmm. Netflix special? I'd be like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) But like I said, we've got... If that opportunity yeah. arose, you can actually I'm say yes. free to yeah. go and do it now. I so if anyone is, is shooting anyone's a new Netflix documentary, and someone for a Netflix documentary, <laughs> I'm your girl. Give Olivia a call. Give me a call, I will do it. No, I think, but it's exciting to think that I am open to opportunities yeah. to come to me in my life. And the world is your oyster. The world is my oyster and I could literally do anything and I don't have to book my leave. Yeah. I can leave whenever I want. Yeah, you, you won't get told no, you can't have that I'm never going to get, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to get any leave leave approved or disapproved. Yeah. It's 
oh, do you want to go here that weekend? Uh, can I fit it around my schedule? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think mine's sort of similar. I don't even know if it's in regards to owning a business. I'm not sure if I want to be a business owner. I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe I will if so, if the right thing sort of came into came my up, head. Yeah. But like, I know for me, if I just want to, because I I used to always think, oh, money was wealth. But now I, th- I think time is wealth mm-hmm. because it's something that... Um, not many of us have and it's something that I used to always crave was time it was time to spend with Nate it was time to go home to Ireland like my my trips to Ireland used well when I worked full time was like long weekends because that was sort of the annual leave that I could have Um, and I used to feel really sort of torn with that because I was like obviously on the weekends it was busy and it was full on and there was stuff happening but I used to look I used to want to be there during the week when things were a bit quieter and a bit slower and I could go for coffee with my mum in the morning and not have like other things planned that night and like so there's things like that so I'm like as long as I've got the time and I feel like my time is mine and also if I can be in a situation where I'm not um, like physically tied down to a to a place and um, because I think as well that stems from the fact that I live in the UK and my family are in Ireland so like that if I can do something where I can be anywhere and it doesn't sort of affect how I work or what I do that to me is like absolutely amazing and like they're probably some people might be listening and thinking they're tiny but that's okay because I've realized that sometimes my goals are small but to me they're massive yeah. um, I think it's all relative to what your sort of circumstances and that are so yeah if I've got time and I've got the flexibility to be anywhere but still be able to work and sort of make my livelihood then to me I'm like that's winning like that's the dream yeah working um, from anywhere is definitely yeah, for sure. the dream yeah. on the beach isn't it that whole oh, beach yeah. pool I could lifestyle get all of the things I do well, I couldn't teach my classes from <laughs> no. the beach yeah but, but we did teach our we classes taught from online, home so yeah. I could teach online but you know that aside I could do the job I do now from the beach technically yeah. actually um, the um so I'm going home um this coming week um to Ireland for uh, two weeks to see my family which obviously we haven't seen them during lockdown and um I have got like a live zoom class and I will be teaching that from Ireland and that is like the whole thing with like online it's like actually you can do anything from anywhere yeah, in the world because yeah, yeah. you're, you're online like thankfully we're on the same time zone but you know even if yeah. we weren't you could <laughs> you figure it out in the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... 4 a.m or wherever you are in Australia or whatever but yeah like it's just it just goes to show that we put obstacles up but actually you know a lot of things are figure outable like if you can sort of put a, a plan in action and sort of set an intention you know, if that's something that you want to do, you will make it work and you'll find out how and you'll figure it all out. Um, so then the last thing before we do our, when you segment, which is your favourite quote, so you can think about that as well. Oh, okay. um, but, so anyone who's sort of listening to this going, oh my God, that's me. Oh my God, yeah, I, I feel like that. What advice would you give to somebody who's maybe sort of having the same thoughts that you were and I was like this time last year and stuff? I think you've got to, if you've had the thought once, I think wait till you've had the thought a few more times yeah. um and because yeah, sometimes it can be a bad day and you think, yeah because i had so many bad days and i had i'm gonna quit a lot of times and then i had the ultimate bad day and the next day i had it in my notice and it was to some people that may seem like a snap Rash, decision yeah. but it was like no no yeah no you know i am no yeah like that's it i there is no way i can continue to do this yeah um so i think leave in your own time you you'll know when you're ready to do it um and you'll know if you're ready to do something like that but you've just got to kind of wait for that moment of no this is it now and you'll know when that happens um don't stress yourself out by being too unsure um but if you know you're going to be happier doing something different then absolutely do it yeah just do it if you can't stop thinking about something else if there's a creativity or a different job role that you wish you'd been in 
do it do an evening class if you have to teach yourself there's so much you can learn on youtube um you know like do online university whatever it is that you wish you were doing do it yeah that's like say like start doing this like even like say if it is doing an online course while you're working full-time yes if if you obviously aren't can't just sort of stop as drastic and as suddenly like we did um start putting in the groundwork now start sort of planning your side hustle to then your side hustle becomes your full-time job or your business or your career or whatever it is um because yeah like like Olivia said like I did I know I didn't like quit or sort of make the decision I was going to quit like straight away but at the same time when I did decide it was like sort of quite instant instant and like it just sort of I did it there and that was it like there wasn't much conversation around it but it had been like a lot of thinking about it beforehand and I think just something just switched one day and I was like no do you know what I just cannot do this anymore so if you get to that point um and like I say if it starts becoming detrimental to every other aspect of your life your relationships um your time your because that was another thing as well like I found like I was living for the weekends but my weekends was just spent recovering from being so exhausted from working yeah. all week like and that used to sort of really stress me out because I literally have these conversations with my mum and I'd be like, but mum, what's the point of life? Is this what life is about? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, but like, is this it? Like, you know, what is the point? Like, and I, I ha- like I'm one of these people who sort of stays awake in the middle of the night and I start thinking about like the universe and the planet and how did we get here? And oh my God, like, what that. is oh Yeah, God, like, yeah. and having these quite like scary sort of thoughts. And that was another one was like, what is the point in life? And I think obviously within our society and sort of the Western society where our life is sort of told it's going to have to be this way. But then you look and there's so many other like countries and different tribes and way of cultures, for example. It's it's just incredible. Like, and in Switzerland where they don't, I think it's Switzerland where they don't start work until later in the day and they finish earlier. Three day weekends Spain where they take naps in the afternoon. Just things like that where it's just a different way of life. It doesn't mean that any one way is the right Right way. way. Yeah. Yeah, and like say, like even going completely left field, like there's tribes in the Amazon that like literally don't work, and their life and their reason for life is completely different. Yeah, and that's not their to work say is that like growing their food yeah. or you know helping Becoming their community a family. or yeah. yeah building a family, and it's they don't get up, put a suit on, and go into work every yeah. day. They don't do that, but yet they survive and they're happy. And you probably go yeah. to those tribes, and they're a lot happier than yeah. a lot of people in in our society so yeah I think it sort of all comes down to like is you figuring out what's the point of your life because I don't think anyone's going to give you that big answer because I've asked and they've never given life no one knows no they've given I've asked and they've given me responses that you know they didn't know so I think trying to figure out like you know god like and it's morbid but god forbid if I died tomorrow like would I be happy with how I've lived the last 10 years or whatever if no if you think oh my god no like I have so much more I want to do well there's no time like the present like just do it however you can whether it be slow and steady or just go for it um, but I think yeah if you sort of thought if God forbid if tomorrow you, you woke up or um, and you knew it was your last day on earth would you have done everything that you could do you know what I watched I watched this YouTube of um old um older people who they were in their 90s being asked like what would you have told your younger self now and i can't remember word for word some of the things they said but i would just research and watch videos like that and you'd find that a lot of the things that they say are never like i wish i spent more time in the office i wish i'd got that promotion i wish i'd done this i wish i'd listened to what janet was saying to me every morning in in the office you know none of the things were around that we stresses that we think about now they were all things that were like I wish I went out more. I, I wish, wish I went I, out more. I wish I didn't stress as much. I wish I didn't worry took more as much. Holidays, or, travel the world. Yeah, I yeah. wish I saw more people, spent more time with my kids. There were all yeah. things like that. And 
yeah, do you want to get to that age and say, I wish I'd spent more time with my children? Or or like that, thankfully, we've got people who've who've lived ahead of us who can sort of give us that advice and sort of yeah. where obviously we've got the luxury of being able to sort of take that if we wish. Um, so, yeah. Um, before we finish, so like I said, a new segment that was um, that I've started doing is our favourite quotes. Okay. Um, so any quote, it can be related to this or not, but if there's a quote okay, that uh, is your absolute favourite. I got asked this the other day, which is really good. Um, and it's, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Yes. And I really like that one. I also really like if you can dream it, you can do it. Yeah. It's been one of the things. But um, that ties into manifestation, doesn't yeah. it? A lot of attraction. And, and, and there's a song by Paolo Nettini, who I haven't heard of in a really long time. Yeah, where Paolo, is he? Paolo, you're okay. Can you're you okay, Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the, it's in love I was created and in love is how I hope I die. Yeah. And I really like that one. That um, is. That's that is actually, nice. so what is it, doubt? Doubt kills more dreams than, than failure, failure ever will. will. Yeah. And I think mine sort of tying in with this episode is um, trust the timing of your life. Um, because yeah. I think, like I say, everything sort of happens for, oh, that was actually my first career, everything happens for, for a reason. reason. Everything yeah. happens for a reason, but it also happens at a time when it's supposed to. Um, so I think trusting that things will happen when they're meant to happen. Even the and, bad things. Yeah, oh, even yeah. the bad things. The they bad things happen in my life for a reason. They me into something amazing. Yeah. Like, and as yeah. well as that, if they happened at a different stage, you wouldn't be where you are now. So exactly. everything, like if, if an opportunity or a door closes, it's the fact that, right, well, that's because something else is, yeah, is coming next. Yeah, you don't get a or, job because you're meant to yeah, get another. It w- like I always say, it, w- it wasn't meant to be because I yeah. truly believe that we've got somewhat, I think we come to quite a few like crossroads or like, you know, forks in the road at various stages in our life and we sort of make a choice which way to go. But other than that, I do think that somewhat our path and our plan and our... Um, like our mission and our reason for for being on this earth is planned out so I think you can stress about it or not but at the same at the end of the day it's still going to end the same in a sense I think obviously we do have choices along the way but I think overall our if purpose you sort of, is always going to yeah. be it's always going to be yeah, there, yeah, yeah exactly so I think if you sort of let that sort of let that sort of take away a lot of the pressures of the what ifs and what if I do this or, or whatever I think if you actually take that away and say you're going to end up where you're meant to end up um, you just need to sort of let it be I think that obviously sort of adds to it and sort of is a nice sort of for me it's like a bit of a stress relief when I'm like okay well like it's going to happen regardless and I just need to sort of trust that it'll trust happen it. when it's meant to um, so I'm going to leave it there we can um, talk literally oh my this God. podcast could be about three hours long if you want the extended version yeah exactly yeah the unedited version <laughs> unedited is six dependent. hours long um, no but honestly Olivia thank you so much for your time um, I think like I said we've had these conversations like so much about like work and not being happy yeah. and what do we do and oh but we're stuck and all this but I don't think we've ever sat obviously and had like this, this length of a conversation on it because obviously there's other things that we've spoken about um, but I really hope that anyone listening who's maybe feeling the same or you know even if you're not I suppose just sort of opening your eyes to sort of other ways of life and, and the fact that other people have different outlooks and perspectives on life I think is really really important so thank you for joining me thank you for having me this and like I said awesome. we'll, I'll have you on again but most definitely in a year's time yeah, we'll do a review we'll do a review and we'll, look, we'll probably listen back to this one oh. and be like oh yeah delete that episode get that <laughs> no, off the internet now um, but yeah thank you as well for listening um, I hope this was interesting and I hope you enjoyed it and I cannot wait to see you in my next episode thanks guys thank you bye, bye. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would honestly mean the world if you would leave a review. I would genuinely appreciate that. And if you're liking what you're hearing, 
please hit the subscribe button so you get notified of any future episodes. Thanks again, guys, and I'll hopefully see you back here soon. Lots of love, G.